Hello, you're listening to Padana. In Padana, we picture Iran through the music, literature, and travelogues. This episode is Fahan, the pattern of the world. Several times throughout history, Isfahan has been chosen as the capital, and it's under the Safavid dynasty that the city took the nickname of Half of the World for gathering so many arts and architectural splendors. You listen to some lines up in this fun description from tasteiran.net, an online tourism platform considering sustainable experiential travel to Iran. Tasteiran sponsored this episode of Padana. You listen to Salam Ustad Hassan Kasai, an Isfahani musician and master player of Persian classical music, particularly the traditional reed, flute of Iran. Composed this track be inspired by the bazaar space and marketer's greeting for him. Next, Christine, a solo Filipino woman based on Singapore, reads the travel log of her latest trip to Isfahan in November 2019 and the music of the traditional Iranian tar instrument played by Isfahani maestro Shahnaz. The tar is a kind of lute with six strings, invented in the 18th century. It has become one of the most important musical instruments in Iran and the region. It is the favorite instrument to play solo traditional music or accompany songs. When I first walked into Nashajahan Square, I was simply amazed with the vast expanse it occupied. Every side of the square had imposing buildings dating back to almost 400 years ago during the Safavid era. Each building had its own purpose and story, from being places of worship or former royal residential quarters. Looking at the way they designed and constructed the structures, the attention to detail and the perfect combination of colors. It was mind-blowing for me, and it felt like a trip back in time. The Shah Mosque was by far my favorite. It had this uniquely designed entrance that allowed the magnificent interiors to slowly reveal itself to you as you made this 45 degree turn from the main door. And the moment I was inside, I was completely humbled and awestruck by the mosque's beauty. Now, I'm not a religious person, but it felt so spiritually moving being there. Exactly what it felt like 
whenever I visited huge cathedrals and basilicas. Outside, all around the square were shops filled with intricate tiles, textiles, jewelry, cutlery, spices, you name it. Basically, it was a shopper's paradise. As a solo traveler, shopping is not one of my prime motivations when I travel. But it was impossible not to violate that principle. I simply fell in love with everything in the bazaar, and I ended up buying beyond my budget and baggage allowance. Another iconic part of Isfahan were the bridges along the Zayandirud River. I was extremely lucky that the river was flowing again when I visited, because just a few years ago it had dried up. The bridges itself hosted a life of its own. People had picnics there, played music, or simply sat down watching and listening to the rhythm of the river. There was a certain romantic calm that you felt just being there. Looking back to when I was first planning my visit to Iran, Isfahan wasn't even one of the top places I wanted to see, primarily because I had assumed it was one of the most touristy places in Iran. But I included it in my itinerary anyway because everyone I consulted insisted that it was a mistake not to visit. After exploring Isfahan myself, I now understand why I would have regretted skipping Iran's cultural capital. Apart from the city's vibrant history, I met so many wonderful people in Isfahan. And to every traveler that visits Iran, I think this is what sets it apart from other countries. It's impossible not to fall in love with the place if you fall in love with the people in it. And Iranians are one of the most kind and welcoming people that I've encountered, if not the most. دوست دارم ببوسمت امشب زیر بارون توی میدون وقتی پشت ابرا میمونه ما در جوار شیخ لطف الله دوست دارم ببوسمت سرمست توی پس کوچه های خاقانی تو کلیس های حضرت لوقا از گلوی خشک رودخونه از گلوی خشک رودخونه You're listening to a song named after Isfahan by Baba Krajavi, a creative pop singer and musician from Isfahan. دوست دارم ببوسمت مثل عکس ماه تو آب افتاده مثل انگور کهنه جلفا که به دام شراب افتاده آب بیا آب 
گلوی خشک رودخونه از گلوی خشک رودخونه بومبسته دوست دارم ببوسمت خسته دوست دارم ببوسمت بی ترس زیر دوربینای مدار بسته دوست دارم ببوسمت امشب Lonely Planet Guidebook starts the chapter of Isfahan with this picture. Isfahan is Iran's top tourist destination for good reasons. Its profusion of tree-lined boulevards, Persian gardens, and important Islamic buildings gives it a visual appeal unmatched by an Iranian city. And many artisans working here underpin its reputation as a living museum of traditional culture. Khaju Birij is pronounced Puli Khaju by a strong Spani accent with paintings and tiles that decorated its double arcades was built by Shah Abbas II in about 1650. It is as much as a meeting place as a bearer of traffic and at night time Isfahan is gathered under the arcs to sing. Those people with the most convincing voices or Indian songs attract crowds. You are listening to the vibrant voice of the city, from the Coppersmiths Bazaar and Naqsh Jahan Square to the Khaju Bridge that Elham took for us.
In the following, Matin is going to read you the words of Ellie and Ravi. A British and Indian couple wrote about discovering Jodhpa, the Armenian quarter of Isfahan, in their weblog, Soul Travel. And next, Baharat El Nashin, the Iranian vernal song composed by Bijan Taraki in Bayat Isfahan, one of the melodic pieces of Iranian traditional music sang in 1962 for the first time by Ghulam Hussein Banan, the prominent Iranian singer. Discovering Jolfa, the Armenian quarter. Wandering around the leafy and relaxed streets of Jolfa feels like being in a different city. This area felt welcoming, youthful, and is home to some hidden treasures of Esfahan's history and culture. Iran is proud to be one of the countries that provided refugee to Armenians during the Armenian genocide in Turkey in the early 20th century. As a result, the new Jolfa area of Esfahan is home to the stunning Van Cathedral, other churches and schools, and a population of over 10,000 Armenians. The religious center for Armenian Christian Esfahan, the Van Cathedral, looks relatively simple and unassuming from the outside. That's until you step through the door and gaze upwards at the intricate and brightly colored painted frescoes. A treat for the eyes as much as the mosques are. Thank you. 
Now listen to an excerpt from Adam Olarius Travelog. He was a German author and a scholar took part in the diplomatic missions to Persia as a secretary and counselor in 1635 at the reign of the Safavids. Olarius introduced Germany and the rest of Europe to Persian literature and culture. The city has 12 gates, which nines are open above 18,000 houses and about 500,000 inhabitants. The river Zion the Road, which runs on the south and southwest side on which side, is the suburb of Jolfa. Before it comes to the city, it's divided into two branches, one of that falls in the park called Hazar Jarib, where the king keeps all sorts of deer. And from the other branch, there is a drawn current of water which passes by channels underground into the garden of Chaharbagh. This river supplies the whole city with water, there being hardly a house into which it comes but not with pipes, as it is no great trouble to them to fill their cisterns of wheat, which they call hose and berkeh. Though, besides the convenience of the river, they have wells that their water is as good as their river. Allah Berdi Khan, sometime governor of Shiraz, built at his own charge the fairest stone bridge, which is between the garden of Charbagh and the city upon the river, which is as broad as the Thames is at London. It was Shah Abbas, by translating the seat of his empire from Qazvin to this city, brought it to the height it is now in. Not only by adorning it with many fairs, both public and private structures, but also by peopling it with a great number of families, which he brought along with him out of several other provinces of the kingdom. But what contributes most to the greatness of the city is the masjids, or mosques, the marketplaces, the bazaars, the public baths, and the palaces of great lords, but especially the fair gardens. There are many houses, have two or three gardens, and hardly at least one. The king's palace is upon the Maidan, and there lie before the gate several great pieces of cannons of all sizes. The palace itself has no fortifications, and is compassed only by a high wall. At the entrance of the king's palace, on the right side, there is another gate which gives a privilege to the whole place and makes the sanctuary we spoke of before, called by the Persians Al-Ghapu, that is, God's gate. تو در این مچه دلی من دستت نمیشد کندت نمیشد بستت روزی آشورا و عرقی جلفایی نمیشد خوردت نمیشد نستت تو گلی قمزه جلو چشمی دل نمیشد بود کرد نمیشد دستت دلی من گربه سنبول و تیبم شنیدس بودا آشدس مست نیمیگم اصین نبودم آشق ولی عشقی تو همه را پست برا من بسس که تو آلوشی تا به ما بلکی برست حسد برا من بسس که گزی آرتی بخوری منشم آردیلا لست که میای نو روز دو هزار و پنج یا نیمه شعبون ده چیست قصد آدلی سرتق مگه باور که نمیشد کندت نمیشد بست You listen to the Esfahani Ghazal poetry composed by Eskandar Abadi 
and in the following, Mohammad Hossein will read the quoted lines of Arthur Opon from the past and future of Persian art. He made his first trip to Iran in the spring of 1925 and rested along his wife forever on the bank of the Zayanda River in Isfahan, near Khaju Bridge in 1961. For more than 2,000 years, the whole civilized world, ancient and modern, has paid tribute to the Persian genius for beauty. This art of Persia has been the country's greatest asset. It has not only brought wealth and prestige to the nation, but it has in all ages and places made friends for the country, and there is no civilized country in the world today which has collection of Persian art that shown to all who can see the Persia is worthy of admiration and affection. Listen to description of a Shah Mosque from Tastiran's story being read by an original Isfahani accent. Mohsen reads on the background of the nostalgic TV series, Fasahay Majid, composed by Nasser Cheshmazar and directed by Kirmars Kurahman during the 1990s. The series, which was one of the most watched miniseries in Iran after Islamic Revolution, has a listenable story behind it. The series was made based on the book with the same name, The Tales of Majid, by Iranian author Hushang Moradi Kermani in 1985. Hushang says when he wrote the book, there was no publisher accepted to publish the book for nine months. Before it became a book, Tales of Majid was a radio program script, became a regular radio show. It wasn't supposed to be a series but it ended up to 130 episodes. The Tales of Majid tells the story of a teenage orphan boy named Majid who lives with his grandmother Bibi in the city of Kerman, detailing a series of events faced by Majid. Though in the miniseries, the Majid's stories take place in the city of Isfahan. Now all the episodes of the series are accessible through online video channels and the good news is that Caroline Crosskerry, the American East Scholar in UCLA University, is translated the book. And Candle and Fog has released a TV series adaptation of Tales of Majid with English subtitle. It also aims to put a pack containing both the series and the book on Amazon website.
When Shah Abbas I of Safavid moved his empire from Kazvin to Isfahan in 1598, he desired to have a royal mosque completed during his reign and lifetime. The construction began in 1611, and the final works on the mosque were made in late 1629, a few months after the king's death. Shah Abbas didn't know how his favorite mosque will be the point of admiration and perhaps he never had thought of the mosque being registered, along with the Nakhshi Jahan Square, as a UNESCO World Heritage Site 400 years later. But the essential mystery of the Shah Mosque is not only the seven-colored tile mosaic and its embellished unity of the overall design, but the mosque's south dome. It is a renaissance in Persian dome building affiliated with acoustic properties. You just need to stand right under the central point of the dome to convey your voice to the whole main sanctuary. In the meantime, when there was no amplifier or a speaker, the genius architects used smooth tiles and calculated the angles to feature the reflection under the dome's central point to enable the cleric to speak with a low voice and still be heard clearly by everyone inside the building. In the following, Maede will sing under the Shah Mosque's dome. Listening to Be'espahan Ro, meaning Go to Spahan, a masterpiece of Iranian traditional music in Isfahan Singh, which is composed by Jalal Din Taj Esfahani, and musicianship of Jalal Shahnaz and Hassan Kasai. And goodbye.
فقط یار بی وفا کن کنار پل Adena is the southernmost region in Esfahan province, extended at the foot of Mount Dena. Dena is the name of a sub-range within the Zagros Mountains of Iran. Mount Dena is a myth-maker. It has more than 40 peaks, higher than 4,000 meters. On 18 February 2018, Iran-Osaman Airlines crashed into the Mount Dena. This episode dedicates to the passengers of this flight, especially to Hadi Fahimi, Iran's nature supreme advocate, who had dreamed of an everlasting life in the mountains.